Have you ever thought about what your mailman has for breakfast? Have you ever wondered what your neighbor's favorite song is? And do you ever look at someone and think, I bet they have a story to tell? Well, welcome to Ordinary Interesting, where we will ask all of those questions. And more. As we bring out the interesting in ordinary people. And welcome to the podcast. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> I don't know. What are you doing? Uh, not, well, I don't know what you're on, but you sound really happy to be here. You know what I'm on, Michael? <laughs> uh, I am beer? on Mountain Dew. Mountain hard. Dew. Hard Mountain Dew. Is it called Hard Mountain Dew? Like what makes it hard? It's got alcohol in it. Oh, what kind of alcohol? Is, okay, is this like an actual drink or did you just add alcohol to Mountain no, Dew? this is an actual drink. I've never heard of this. It's got, um, this is the black cherry flavor with zero sugar. I think we're in a test market for it because I've never seen this before. I mean, I'd seen it advertised somewhere, but like I also saw something where it was like come to the release party of this thing. Oh. And it was after I saw it in my local food city and I was like, oh, I got to get this. This is going to be cool. Is it actually good? No. <laughs> Why am I not surprised? <laughs> it's, I, I had a little Twitter rant about, or not a Twitter rant. I had a text rant about this to my friends a while back because ah. they were asking, what's it like? And I said, I'm having the perfect meal to go with it because this beer or this not beer, this hard liquor is for children. And <laughs> Like, really, I think like, you know how they say like certain things are meant to be targeted towards kids, like alcohols and things like that. This is 100% targeted towards kids. And I do not condone that. I do not think it's a good idea. So we're talking 21 and under. I can't even condone the drink, but it tastes like, um, you you know, those um, ice pops you would drink or eat in the summer. You know what I'm talking like, about? Like the ones that, that come in the plastic tube, but yes. you just kind of like slide up your fingers and yes. shoot into your mouth. Yeah, those yes. are delicious. That's what it tastes like with alcohol. And I don't see what the problem is with that because those are delicious. Because it doesn't taste like Mountain Dew. It's like false advertising. The only thing that comes close is they've got a, they give you like the, the pack you get's like a 12 pack and it comes with three flavors of each and the baja blast comes the closest to actually tasting like a mountain dew okay wait a second hold on they have the baja blast one because i love baja blast like you know i used to go to taco bell back in the day just to get baja blast whereas now you can get it everywhere but (laughs) it was just it tasted like for some reason it just really went with like the nachos and the Mexican pizza mm-hmm. and the burritos I used to get. It's like, <laughs> the it's like they tacos. had a sommelier or something specifically yeah. for sodas. Maybe just, a sodamalier. Oh, please. <laughs> so, okay. I'm not, I'm not even going to dignify that with a response. So speaking of that, can we yes. just... I so I heard that the Mexican pizza is coming back this year. Have you heard that? No. That, yes, that's the, a good thing. The Mexican pizza is the most delicious item on the Taco Bell menu. It is the best. Apparently, it went off the menu because something had to do with suppliers during the pandemic and something to do with the the tortillas that they would use, which makes no sense because it just seems like it's a it's just like like a flat hard shell taco shell. 
with the crap on top of it and underneath it. Like that seems like it's mm-hmm. what it is, but it's, it's just, it's magical. I don't understand. It's like Taco Bell has some sort of secret magical potion that's been given to them from like ancient Mexican gods that they just like drop in each, you know, Mexican pizza. And it just, it's great. It's delicious. It's the Sotomalier at work. <sighs> is that what it is? It's the Sotomalier. Yeah, that's what I'm going to call them. They knew exactly the the flavor mix to get. Well, I guess it'd be more like a mixologist when you think about it, because it has to be the person to go, okay, this this flavor pairing, you know, pairs with Taco Bell. But but the thing is, like, how do you get those essences? And how do you know that, like, off-brand like Windex will make a Baja Blast amazing and not kill you at the same time. (laughs) Windex. (laughs) Well, but you know, when you're drinking it and you're drinking the Baja Blast, eating the Mexican pizza, you don't care about death because if you cared about your own personal health and safety, you wouldn't be going to Taco Bell. You just, I mean, that's not where you go to just live a healthy life. Like that's, that's not what you do. I mean, their slogan is literally live mass. They want you to live more. Yeah, exactly. They well, want you to live out, like live extreme. Like I think that's their version of like live extreme, live mass. Or live the rest of your life out in the last moments while you're eating their food. Like that. Mm-hmm. that could, I mean, it's just the, it just speeds up the march of death as you, you know, just eats delicious bite. And, you know, because of course, <laughs> if, you're, I, if you're far enough South, it's live my ass. So, you know, it's just literally like, it's going to happen later. Yeah, exactly. My point. Yeah. I, so whenever I go to Taco Bell and I've not been there in a long time because I'm trying not to die, but, um, you know, whenever I did go, I always loaded up on the, fire sauce and the hot sauce like those were the two favorite ones and what i would do is i would get a like a cup or a bowl and i would basically like take each packet and i would squirt it into the bowl and i would mix them together i would mix the fire and the and the hot together because they made the perfect flavor of hot sauce like a little, a little bit of snap from the fire some nice smooth warm heat from the hot sauce the perfect amount of spice it just seemed to work and i didn't have to deal with the whole squirting the little packet into the taco thing and make a mess it just worked much better yes yes speaking of perfect amount of spice i just finally made it over to a restaurant here in knoxville called kelly's and they make sandwiches they're a sandwich place but they really work hard to like they source bread from different places so you can have an authentic experience as you eat they do um this one philly cheesesteak that's actually called the chicago wait it's, it's like, a philly cheesesteak from chicago well they call it the chicago but it's a philly cheesesteak because steak. it's done with peppers it's like when when you the reason this is coming to mind is you mentioned that perfect combination of heat and I feel like lately I've been finding more spicy foods to be enjoyable. And I don't know what that <laughs> Hold is. Hold on. You just said spicy foods. <laughs> spicy? <laughs> you said spicy foods. So how much of that spicy um, mountain, Soma- hard Soma- mountain Dew have you the had? Name of the episode. Spicy. That's the best word ever. That's so stupid. <laughs> spicy sommeliers. That's the name how of the you, episode. Okay. How and, do you spell spicy? No, what? hold on. How, how do you spell spicy? Spell it out. Spicy, 
S P I C E T I. I'm going to go with an I. <laughs> That's not even going to work. <laughs> Spice tea. <laughs> That's going to have to be the name of this. That will be the name of the episode of Spice tea. It's going to have to be so- it. No, Spice tea soda Maliers. Oh my God. That is. People are going to have to listen to figure it out. It's overwhelming. It's just, I don't, I don't know whether it's just really stupid or it's actually amazing. I can't tell. You know, okay. there, are, there, are, there are things in life where you just can't decide, is it wonderful or horrendous? And I'm, th- that's where I'm at with this right now. Spicy's <laughs> soda molly. <laughs> dude, dude, I've only had like maybe two thirds of this hard Mountain Dew and it's the only one I've had tonight. Well, it's obviously enough. <laughs> I know it's good enough to make me spicy. Oh my gosh. I'm going to start saying that word all the time now. Spicy. <laughs> you heard I it here it. first folks. Okay. So now I want Taco Bell. Like now that I've said the words Taco Bell, I want it so bad. Like I just, you know what they also don't have? They don't have the double decker taco, which is just another amazing creation. It's, it's, I mean, it's the, Delicious soft shell tacos with a coating of the refried beans, which let's be honest, it's not real beans. Okay. Let's just say that right now. And that's over a supreme hard shell taco. So you get the soft, you know, soft, delicious texture of the soft shell taco shell and the refried beans. And then the delicious crunch and snap of the fresh hard shell taco with the gooey insides of the meat and the sour cream. And if you ask for guac on it, it's even better. Wait, you can ask for guac? Yes, of course you can. You, you, I mean, they, they can put guac on everything. I thought that was only, hmm, I didn't know that. <laughs> did, I, did I just blow your mind? I, you did. <laughs> I'm, do I'm it i mean the, the next time you, you decide to just say who cares about health and go to taco bell ask them to put guacamole on whatever it is you get i mean because i mean they they can cover all your crap in guacamole is it extra <laughs> because they extra, charge extra you charge? Like a, the fortune of a small country to get it at places like i keep wanting to say qdoba but it's not qdoba Chipotle. like every time i want to say this huh Chipotle. Chipotle. I don't know why. I yes, always they think they charge first. like, yeah, it's, it's I it's mean, country, yeah, it's a fortune. I mean, it's best like, you know, you have to pay like a, like a, an ancient dowry for a princess's marriage yeah. Yeah, for, do you, do you want, do you want my son or <laughs> do you want some guac? Like do you want my firstborn child or do you want this guacamole? Exactly. That's right. Well, okay. But their guacamole is actually good. <laughs> Uh, I didn't but, but say. Wait, does that, that mean that ta- Taco Bell has crap guacamole? I mean, okay, their entire food, all their food is absolute crap. Like, I, like it is. But the problem is, is it's delicious tasting crap. And you, I mean, you're, you're putting delicious tasty crap in your body, and then you crap it out later. I mean, it's it's synergy. That's how. <laughs> that's, how <laughs> that's how it works, right? But. <laughs> Because you just feel like, what's those kings called, a Maharaja or whatever. You feel like you're just some ancient god. You just feel amazing when you're eating it. But then you retire to your throne 
Um, your poor, your porcelain throne. I'm not knowing I'm going with this. This is getting to be a lot. I'm, I'm really, no, do tell. Do tell. Yeah. I want you to land this plane, yeah. Michael. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying. Um, you, you go to your porcelain We're throne. We're keeping this in, by the way. This does not get oh, cut well, from the episode. Yeah, of course it's not, because this is brilliant. Like this, yeah. I have also had a beer. <laughs> You can't tell. one beer, one one beer, because you know it's, it's like we're it's like we're middle schoolers. I'm like, dude, I had a beer. I am so drunk. Well, I'm in my mid thirties and I have to work tomorrow. Like this is the, <laughs> this is a week night. I can't go nuts. Okay, I can't. So the one beer is enough. And if I drink more, so beer makes me sleepy, and so I'm already kind of tired and already. And so if I drink more than one beer, um. I would not be lucid enough to have this conversation, which obviously is extremely intelligent and well thought out. Absolutely. So, so, so back to the landing, the porcelain throne. <laughs> yeah. So you're on the porcelain throne, you know, and the, the crap that you just put in your body is, has now moved from, you know, North to South and you dispose of it in a very elegant way and you stand up and you go straight to, to bed and you just, you know, you just, lay amongst your you know royal sheets and have king or queen dreams and you wake up refreshed the next day i don't even know i, I don't know <laughs> i think the plane crashed at this point <laughs> yeah you you pretty you pretty much it, so. <laughs> it was so stupid. This is so bad. We okay. I think we need to switch and go into the uh, go into the rest of the conversation here. The interesting questions we have. Let's right. do it. So we this episode are going to just ask each other just some hilarious, crazy questions. This is not going to be serious content. This one. We're just going to have some funny questions we're going to ask each other and just kind of see what happens. So, yep. Do you want to ask one first? Sure. Uh, what is your favorite toe? <laughs> What's my favorite toe? Um, okay. Well, I have 10 of them. And no, 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 no. You, you misunderstood the question. What is your favorite toe? I know. I'm, I'm, it doesn't I'm, have to I'm, be on your body. I'm working. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, so it can be somebody else's toe. Or it can just be a toe. Like a toe hitch? No, a toe, a T-O-E. Well, no, like the well, physical, like, like the, the anatomy, the piece of the anatomy that's your, so, on your foot. Like your foot fingers. Okay. Your, yeah, your, your foot fingers. Okay. So, but it doesn't have to be my toe. It could be somebody else's toe. Mm-hmm. This is interesting. Um, well, okay. I'm going to go with my own toes because I'm pretty fond of them. And I said, I was, what is your favorite toe? Not toes. Can't pick all of I'm them. Getting you gotta there. Pick one. I am getting there. Let me finish the question. Okay, oh my gosh. Okay. For such a stupid question is you have a lot of expectations for this. Um, Sorry. I've, I've been, I've been watching a lot of the political hearings and you know, yeah, this the, is not that. Yeah. So like answer the question I asked anyway. Sorry. Continue. Okay. All right, so my favorite toe has to be my right big toe. Just because, you know, I always feel like that toe is the most dominant of my toes. I think it's the strongest. It hurts the, le the least amount when I stub it against something. I use it to grip things, you know, firmly, you know, and I feel like if I was going to kick something or someone to defend myself, 
and that was the toe that hit them or the thing it would do the most damage. So that's my answer. Okay. Okay. Nice. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to ask you one. Okay. This is going to be another like weird body question. Okay. So wait, you don't want to know what my favorite toe is? Well, oh, okay. Feel free to share. I'm curious. Yeah. It's, it's my, it's my big left toe. I, when I was in high school, I was leaving the Bass Pro Shop in Nashville, Tennessee with my father. Wow. After we had just dropped off my then girlfriend at the time. Double wow. And we were long distance dating. We had been together for a few weeks or not a few weeks, like a weekend or something in my house. We're dropping her off with her parents to go back to her place. And I, I think it was symbolic of where the relationship would head in the future. I chipped my toe on the underside of my dad's foot because I was wearing Birkenstocks. <laughs> that should date that should date me a little bit, but I was wearing Birkenstocks and yeah, I chipped my toe and it like a big corner of it came off and I have had the same like portion of my toe missing like not missing but like it never it never healed properly so it's always like you know the white of your your nails like that white of my nail has always had a very long as a result of all the damage from how I chipped my toe and almost pulled it off but didn't under my dad's shoe I I have this long white line going down my left big toe so it's my favorite because it's just, it's always been the weirdest. Wow. And it's just a memory. Oh, Every time I look down, I'm like, yeah, yeah. So let's go back to Bass Pro Shop for a second because, okay. okay so you, wait, you dropped your then girlfriend off at Bass Pro Shop? It was a halfway point. We had driven all the way from Knoxville to Nashville. I mean, you couldn't find like a gas station or like a mall. You dropped her off at it Bass. Was, like that is so, that's was, a weird location to choose. It was, hey, I'll meet you at the cool. Bass Pro Shop. Her, it was her cool. dad was like a big redneck hunter dude. Like it, it was perfect. That's <laughs> where they wanted to meet us. I mean, I think, oh, so in fact, I decision. think they were the ones who told us to meet them there. And it was an easy spot. It was obvious. It was... That's something to terrifying. do after we left them. Like, yeah, it was cool. I mean, if I was going to drop off, you know, someone that I was in love with and meet their parents, like I'd already met their parents. Like, at, this at, is at like a place or that has time. weapons. Like this place has weapons. Like they have, I don't know if they have guns or not, but they probably have guns, right? They have uh -huh. uh, like harpoons and things. <laughs> Oh like gosh. Now, sharp, I'm thinking about things. this more now, Michael. This would have been after my junior prom. That was such a good prom. Oh. She was such a good date. I mean, did she wear camo <laughs> to the prom? No. No, 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 no. <laughs> I keep thinking about Bass Pro Shop. Well, okay, Bass Pro Shop. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's a that's a whole thing. It was crazy. So okay, here's my question. So mm -hmm. if you're gonna swap bodies with someone else meaning you know you keep the head you, you keep your head but you're going to swap the rest of your but like from the neck down with somebody else um and you were going to write them instructions are you going to you're going to educate them on what they can expect you know from being in your body what would those instructions or what would those 
what would that conversation be? Would you need to warn them about something or like, what would you say? I mean, I would definitely say, look out for my right knee. It's, you know, it's a little, it's a little old and hurt and you gotta, you gotta worry about taking care of that. And other than that, uh, if hopefully I'm swapping my body, like, do I get to decide who I'm swapping my body with? Or is it just somebody random? Just, Hey, here's a note. Um, just somebody random, just someone off the street. Oh, you just darn. said, Hey, let's just, let's swap. I was going to say, crap. if it's let's like, just... if I'm, if I'm swapping it with like a celebrity or something, it's like, Hey, take me through your workout routine. Get me in good shape while, while we're having our body swapped. Hold on. Okay. So let's say, for example, you were going to swap bodies with like some sports Adonis, right? Who has mm-hmm. a six pack and is ripped and all this stuff. You would spend the time in their body working out what they had already done. No, no, or- no, no, no. You, you said, you said what instructions would I leave about my body to them? Oh, so you want them to use like the motivation that's yeah, already in, in their shape. brain to give fix your body. This is, this is your chance to mold oh, a whole okay. new body. I get it. You've been, you've it. been working for years, like, like trying to get, trying to get like a quarter inch more off of your biceps. Now you have the opportunity to get inches and get some, get <laughs> swole again. Like this is a, this is a divine opportunity for you to do it all over again from the ground up. So if you were going to swap with, you know, Michael Phelps, this is what you would say. Ah, well, see that, that one's a little weirder for me because I actually swam. Uh-huh. Although, yeah, I guess, yeah, I guess I would. Yeah. If it was Michael Phelps, yeah, I'd be like, Hey dude, but he's not swimming competitively anymore. He's smoking weed somewhere and having fun. Well, then you would get his body. So that may be interesting. <laughs> for <you>. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it would be interesting for me. <laughs> Okay. I love that question. It's so much fun. It's so ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) It's a good one. It's a good one. What about you? What instructions would you leave for somebody? Oh, there are so many things. There'd be so many bullet points and, you know, lots of things I would, I would, there'd be some warnings, you know, so the first one would be every time you stand up, your knee will click. (laughs) Actually, both knees will click. Um, and a very alarming sound. Basically, your entire body is going to make clicking sounds. Like when you turn your neck, it's going to click. So just warning them that it, it's okay. It's you're perfectly fine. But everybody else who's concerned at the snapping and popping sounds as you are moving about the room, assure them that you're fine. So that'd be the first thing. And the second thing would be, you know, you're really going to enjoy a nice, like do do all the falling on the ground you need to now because. You're going to have a nice padded, like 360, you know, support if you were to land on a hard surface. There's plenty of, there's plenty of padding, you know, up top and below to make sure that, you know, your internal organs are going to be safe, you know, (laughs) as you, as you fall. And, you know, you may want to be careful of, you know, getting into very tiny cars, like, you know. Just you may not fit in them, <laughs> so, so so you it's best to have like a like a like a you you need like an economy car not for you. You're gonna need to make sure that you're driving, um like like a full size sedan, or like um even a compact SUV is okay if we're gonna go short distances. <laughs> so that's what I would tell them. Okay. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> All right. So here's one. 
if you can choose to live in the world of the movie A Quiet Place or Mad Max for one year, um, you know at the end of that year you'd be able to return to the real world. Which world would you choose, and do you think you could make it in that world for the whole year? Well, if you didn't make it for the whole year, would you just come back to the real world? Or would you die in both realities? You would die. Ah. So, okay, either you live there the whole year and survive and you get to come back to the real world or you die in that world. And again, it's the, it's the quiet place or Mad Max. Um, I think if I can get to play a Hollywoodized version of myself, I would definitely be in Mad Max. Yeah. It's just a cool, I like the environment. I think it'd be fun to like be off adventuring in cars and stuff. Plus I did a really funny picture of you years ago. Yes, you did. And called, yeah, you did. I remember this. You, you superimposed my face on Tom Hardy's body Mm -hmm. from the, which I'm fine with again. This that's bodies. Tom Hardy's a pretty good one. I would love especially Tom Hardy from Batman when he played Bane, but anyway, that'd be awesome. So yeah, you superimposed my face on the Tom Hardy's body. Um, just for no reason. And that's how our friendship works. So yeah, <laughs> that was, that was awesome. That was a long time ago. Yeah. So yeah, that, that was, was a callback. What about so, you? Where so would you, you be? So, so, okay. You, so you're saying Mad Max and you, mm-hmm. you think you can make it for the whole year in Mad Max universe? Oh yeah. Yeah. For Why? Sure. What, what skills do you possess that you could make it in Mad Max? I can drive cars and I'm pretty aggressive. My, my nature is definitely fight when it comes to fight or flight. So I think I would be able to, to survive for quite a while in, and in that kind you, of environment. And can you fight people while driving? Because that's the whole thing. Oh, like yeah. you're basically going like 120 miles an hour, but you're also fighting people. I mean, you've ridden in cars with me when I've driven aggressively, you know? Yeah, but there wasn't a need to fight somebody else while we were driving. So that's what I'm saying is that you can't just drive. We were having a we were having a very heated discussion while I was driving aggressively. I mean, that a combat of words is a good example of what could be. (laughs) Because that's how that's Mad Max, a combat of words. That's how that movie is. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think you have the skills. I don't think you can do it. I I think you die. I think you die. I'm sorry. I love you, buddy, but man, I don't think you could make it. I can't keep quiet. To save my life. Which is why it's, you will die. Because you you because yeah, you're a loud mouth and you can't keep your mouth shut. But they also <laughs> have guns and artillery strapped to their vehicles. And yeah, you you can drive really fast, but it's not gonna help you if someone's well, I would shooting. Have guns you. and artillery too. I'm good at shooting things. I'm a great so shot. I just I just asked you if you could if you could wage war while driving and you didn't answer the question thoroughly. Yes. So that's why Yes. Okay. Yes, I could. I could. I absolutely think I could. I, I could definitely do a better job in the Mad Max world where I could choose to have a muzzle around my face than to actually <laughs> keep my muzzle shut in a quiet place. That's all I'm saying. That's a good point. Yeah, you would have to be muzzled in yeah. Mad Max. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay. Probably. All right. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. What, what about you? Oh, quiet place. 100%. Because, number one. <laughs> you would, you're, you're an introvert as it is, so you'd just be well, like, this yeah. is heaven. Nobody well, yes. around to bother me. And if anybody exactly. does, they die. Like I'm basically forced to keep my mouth shut. Like that's an awesome world to live in. And I also don't like shoes or socks. So, I mean, 
I could go barefoot the entire time. And like my entire life is just walking around being super quiet, not saying a word, just like gathering berries and, you know, you know, just very slowly harvesting things while walking on straw pathways, you know, and just, you know, humming very quietly to myself, you know, that sounds great. Like that sounds like Mm -hmm. a life I can live. I would be so calm and full of peace. And I mean, the monsters would never find me because I would I would never speak again. It sounds great. Yeah, I can see that. I don't know yeah. if you'd survive, not because the monsters would kill you, but just because it's survival. You'd have to like camp out and move around. And No, they, they had a house. Uh, well, now we, we all know I was, if I was forced to go camping, I would die immediately. Like we exactly. all know that, but this is but, not camping. Living, like they, living they in a world elect- without being able to go to a grocery store. I mean, that's still basically camping at that point. They had electricity. They went to the store. Like, did you see the movie? They went no, to the store. They I had a, well, the okay. So you, you're not an authority on this. So they like would, would <laughs> <I'm> totally <laughs> making this up. I just know. Yeah, I know you are. They you had know, to keep talking quiet about. from a monster. Right. So, okay. The whole premise of the movie is that there's this family. Um, where they live in this universe where the mo- where monsters have taken over, the monsters don't have sight. All they have is like crazy supersonic hearing. And so, you know, whenever you make a sound, it'll, it, it, it emits a certain decibel. So everything they do has to be underneath a certain decibel. Otherwise, the monsters will hear them in the moment they make that sound. They'll, they'll come out of the earth and kill them. That's basically mm-hmm. how it is. Mm-hmm. So, you know, this family, they had a whole, they had a farmhouse. They had farmland they had animals you know they had all kinds of stuff and they had pathways to town where they would you know walk barefoot on these like straw or grass padded pathways because i mean the, that would dampen the sound as they walked and they would okay. go to like the, the deserted town and they would like go to the drugstore and get get supplies and stuff like that but it was get, deserted it was deserted because because most of the people power? I find it hard to believe they had power. If you have to keep sound below a certain decibel, you can't run a power plant. They had generators. Generators are freaking loud. No, here's why. No, listen. Listen, because the generators emitted a certain, a constant. Okay. So you you know how sound works. Like they admit a certain constant tone. Okay. That doesn't ever stop. It, It never stops. So like, like you, you. After a certain period of time, you can't distinguish a certain sound that just continues on. There was like, mm-hmm. for example, refrigerator running. You stop mm-hmm. hearing it after a while, right? Because it's a constant sound. Mm-hmm. What I'm talking about is like if they were to drop something on the floor, if they were to to talk, like when I'm talking intermittent sounds that where the decibels go back and forth at different intervals, but the same interval as a drone, they they can't hear that because it's it's a constant thing that blends into the, every other so sound. Why didn't they just like create loud white noise machines so they could be loud? I don't know. I don't know because the that movie to me writers sounds didn't like do the, that. I don't a, know. In the story, okay, we're just gonna create well, a bunch because, of white noise machines and boom. Because we're, we're also, solved. Hu- humans can't survive in that like with that level of sound all the time. That would that would melt our brains probably, right? I mean, we we have white noise machines in our house for our kids. We survive. It doesn't melt our brains. White noise machines well, but, are great for sleep. <laughs> I'm just saying. Well, I'll, I'll drowns out of the noises. I'll, I'll go ahead and I'll let the you know movie producers know this for a Quiet Place Three. Yeah, so I'll, they I'll can, call Jim Halpert and see what he has to say about it. Yeah, call. 
called Jim Halpert. Yeah. But anyway, I think, yeah, I would survive in that world. I would make it for the entire year. It would be like a nice spa vacation where I didn't have to say crap to anybody. And uh, it sounds nice. That's what I would do. And I would definitely live. No question. Oh, you would. You would totally live. I would. Okay. Your turn. All right. Hmm. You were given the choice between falling in love with one of Hitler, Stalin, or Mao. This is your only chance at love during your lifetime. Do you allow yourself to fall in love? If so, which man? Okay, so first of all, I mean, I would, well, (laughs) the fact that I'm even hesitating is a problem. So... Morally, so okay. The moral center of my being says, resist love. Like if that's all the chance, if if those were my three like Tinder options, Mm -hmm. I would be swiping left on all three of them. I just would because I mean, no thanks. Um, that's what the moral part of me says. However, Mm -hmm. the rest of me, meaning the like desire for human connection and intimacy, love, and sex. If I had to choose someone, I mean, I don't really know anything about Mao. I just don't. So I'm, I'm going to swipe left on Mao. Stalin, uh, I would, pro- I would, well, I would probably choose Stalin just because, I mean, Hitler just disgusts me. And I don't know enough about Stalin either to really, I don't know. And plus the pictures of him online. I mean, he's closer to my type than the other two. Mm -hmm. So I would, I think I would probably go with Stalin to be honest, probably go with Stalin. And remember you, you don't have to let yourself fall in love. Like the option, the other option here is just don't fall in love and then don't die to Hitler, Stalin or Mal. Well, but what if you have needs? Like, I mean, there are, so Stalin oh, has that sweet mustache, first of all, that, I mean, that's quite a face on Stalin, right? That's quite a, quite a mug. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it would be interesting. I think I would swipe right just for the first date, mm-hmm. just to see what it was like. I mean, I'd take him out to lunch. Like we go to like, I don't know. Panera Bread or someplace awful like that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we'd have like a chi- like an Asiago chicken sandwich mm-hmm. and just, you know, just discuss world domination and just see mm. what happens. Mm. And, you know, um, I, w- I would probably, you know, leave him with the check. But, oh, you know, yeah. I think that's yeah. what I would do. Yeah. Okay. Make, so make, make the real dictator fit. Um, <laughs> are you, know, pick, are you creating more words again? I, I think I think I was trying dictator. to and realize it was it was probably yeah well I mean yeah they're all dictators are kind of dicks right like they're they're jerks okay so check your phone real quick this is relevant okay. check your phone I just texted you okay if all we right. made world dictators cuter which one would you go for that's adorable I mean again <laughs> hold on a second <laughs> they're pretty cute um. <laughs> we got- we got to find a way to put this so that our listeners can hear it. They're they're actually adorable. Um, now, now you now you okay. now you'd never know they were so you know, Hitler's still awful. Hitler's still awful. He's got that stuff coming out of his nose. That's gross. Um, man, uh, is the last one Stalin? 
last one is right. The first so. one. The first one is Mao. Yeah. Yeah. The last one is Stalin. Okay. Well, the first one's Mao. Mao can, yeah, Mao can get, he's cute. Mao? Yeah. This is the round glass, the round glasses and the Joseph Gordon Levitt smile. <laughs> People who don't see these pictures are going to think you're really messed up. Well, yeah. I mean, the, just listen to the previous episode of this podcast and you'll that will be confirmed but yeah i mean i would i would do i, I would i would go out with mao sure mm-hmm. just on looks yeah. alone absolutely and yeah you, you gotta you gotta consider i mean all of these all of these people like they were definitely not pro-gay either so to have them have a male lover like you might just change the world i might change the world like you might that, actually yeah, save I the very world well by might. that decision I mean, could you, so could you, okay, then do you know what? Then I may just choose Hitler because if I had the choice, <laughs> it's getting really bad. If I had the choice to stop the Holocaust, like then I would do it. Like, because that would save everyone. Like that would, I mean. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, you I know, see he, as, he as, was, as a, he was also an artist. He and, was. He was very artsy. He totally yeah. was. And yet, people say that he was brilliant. He had a brilliant mind and gave very compelling speeches. So yeah. So I'm going to change it. I mean, he's the least attractive of the cute ones, honestly. <laughs> um, that just his hair is just awful. Um, oh my gosh. And his eyes are just menacing. But you know, I think if again choosing to save world genocides, I would choose Hitler now just because i get a chance to to stop that tragedy from happening so oh my gosh well okay so your turn you have to enter this (laughs) (laughs) thank you i am a hero (laughs) i i mean no i i would i would not um really oh come on okay i don't believe you but okay you i mean come on now be honest be honest (sighs) come on (laughs) <laughs> uh, i'd probably go for stalin you know <laughs> I was about to say why why stalin well he was he was on the allied powers uh-huh and you know he had a good life he'd be you know he'd probably he'd probably make a good you know a good lover <laughs> i would imagine i mean i i don't want to get into the specifics i don't know this for a fact like I yeah sure if it if it if it ultimately ended up like swaying him from his communist ways and changed the course of Russia's history and kept them from becoming a nuclear world power that ultimately led to Putin in the situation we have now sure if it would change history why not he also has a really nicely groomed mustache yeah he does have a nice which mustache can be attractive mm-hmm. so wow yeah yeah. So basically between you and me, we are just, you know, by finding by by accepting love, we have just saved hundreds of thousands of people from genocide and communism. So yeah. <laughs> I'm so proud yeah. of us. We're we are heroes. We in in this imagined <laughs> scenario, we've yeah. saved the world again. This question is so ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I'm going to find a good one to ask. Okay. Ooh, I like this one. If you had to spend 24 hours as a piece of furniture, 
without the ability to communicate with others, but still be able to see, hear, feel, smell, etc. What would you choose and why? Oh, man. If I had to be a piece of furniture? Yeah, any piece of furniture. I'd probably be a lamp. Okay. Like, a, like okay, one of those so big, what kind tall, of lamp? standing lamps. So you're talking the the kind that like bends up over your couch and like has like reaches over the couch or like like a like like a just a floor lamp that just is upright. A floor lamp. Yeah. Now would you be able to turn be turned on with a switch on the floor like with your foot or with like a like a little knob at the top of the lamp? How would you be turned on? <laughs> What, what, would, what would turn you on? <laughs> it depends on the depends on the position of the lamp, I guess. I see. Okay. All right. This is getting awkward. What generates that spark? <laughs> I don't know. So oh, this is this is getting weird. It um, really is. I'm getting no, so just, tired of this. It would just be. It would just be a late. Yeah, it'd just be a. Um. Actually, you know what? It wouldn't. It wouldn't even be a switch. It would just be. I'd be a tap lamp. You just come by and tap oh, me and I yeah. turn on. Yeah. Tapping definitely is a turn on. Absolutely. We're talking about lamps. Y- yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was talking about. Today. We talk about but uh-huh, that's what I was uh-huh. talking about. Yeah, sure. Sure. Okay. Okay. A piece of furniture. What would I be? There's so many choices. Well, I just bought a cute little ottoman from Ikea. So I'm a little obsessed with that. I don't know if I'd be an ottoman though. Cause I don't want people to put their feet on me because feet are gross. Um, I think I would probably choose a picture frame. Is that furniture? That's furniture, right? No. It's decoration. Furniture. Furniture is something that has a utility. Well, so does a picture frame, but okay. Um, No, that doesn't count. Okay. Then I'd be a fainting couch. Okay. I I would Mm. be a vintage, like, 18th century fainting couch that, like, Elegant ladies and super effeminate dudes would just like <laughs> would would be so overwhelmed by you know whatever that they would just faint on top of and they would just you know lay there sobbing. That's what I, uh, yeah, I'd be a fainting couch. That's what I would be okay. So just because of the just because of the elegance and the drama of it, like. You know, I've I've always find it fun to watch like the old movies or just like the old TV shows where these people just the, the littlest things send them into just realms of emotional anguish and they just can't take it. And so they just faint upon these like elegant embroidered like gold couches that are just laying everywhere with like next to tapestries and large ferns and things. They're just overwhelmed by the, the drama of it all. <laughs> <laughs> so but that that feels perfect for you i could totally right? see that it just does yeah mm-hmm. it really does so that's amazing mm-hmm. okay maybe a few more questions and then we'll wrap it up yeah i think a couple more and we'll wrap it up so okay. michael what is the weirdest thing you've ever licked oh well the weirdest thing i ever licked weirdest <sighs> i mean i licked my dog but that's not that weird i don't think um no no, I mean, that's, there was a purpose for that. My son licks um, everything. Yeah. Um, weird thing I've ever licked. Uh, I've licked lots of things. Um, I would say uh, probably, man, this is hard because I don't lick a lot of weird things. Um, Are you sure? You've never licked anything weird when you were a little kid? What about oh, grossest okay. things? So, uh, okay, I did lick 
the dashboard of my car once. I did do that. Why? Because there, because, well, because I, there was like, okay. <laughs> so I left chocolate on the, <laughs> left some chocolate on the dashboard in a hot summer day. And it was, it had melted onto the dashboard. <laughs> so I thought, well, I'll just lick it off. So I did. So that's what I did. Okay. I mean, I don't think it's that weird. I mean, wouldn't you do that? Because, like, I mean, the, again, the chocolate is still good. It's still good chocolate. Chocolate is still good even if it melts. That's where fudge comes from, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so. <laughs> That's where chud fudge comes from, mommy. Yeah, well, it's true. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it still is good. Oh, my dog is going nuts. Um, uh-oh. Uh-oh. And so I'll just lick it off the dashboard because, I mean, yeah. It's, I mean, you don't want to waste chocolate. Well, yeah, especially when you have a dog around. You don't want to, you don't want to get it. I didn't even have a dog at this point. Like, I I was dogless at this point in my life. This wasn't recent. Like, this was like a couple of summers ago. Uh, This this was when, yeah, I I mean, I mean, when when you get in the, in like a hot Toyota Camry and you leave (laughs) (laughs) the sexiest car alive, it is. It's so, it's so sexy. Um, there's plenty of room for shenanigans. I should know. And, um, you know, you, you leave a chocolate bar on the dashboard cause you're in a hurry cause you have things to do when you're an adult and you get back in the car and there it is still delicious, just in a different form. Why not? I mean, I, I don't judge you. Yes, you do. <laughs> don't even say that. I absolutely judge you. Okay. Liar, because okay. like the logical thing to do in that situation is not to lean down and lick the freaking dashboard. It's to use your finger to wipe it up. And if you and if you happen to have some on your hand and it's free of any dust or weirdness, just lick it off. I don't like I hadn't had a chance to wash my hands. So like you hadn't I, had a chance to wash your dashboard either. But my hands have touched more things than my dashboard has. The dashboard has just touched air and sun. That's it. Like nothing uh, else. Like uh-huh. and some dust. Like nothing else. And whatever Whereas germs my hands you've have sneezed been all- and coughed over it, and whatever anybody else has done. I mean, you know, there could still be tons of stuff on a dashboard. Well, I still think I chose a very appropriate route. <laughs> I'm still proud of it. I still stand okay. by it. I still support well, it. I'll give you credit. That's pretty weird. That's pretty weird. Okay, you're welcome. Okay, your yeah. turn. Oh, weirdest thing I've ever licked. This is going to be good. Oh, I'm trying to think. Like, I, I've licked some weird crap. But I'm trying to think if I ever licked something, like, painful or just that made me gag. Um. Oh, man. I licked a Nintendo cartridge, one of the, like... Nintendo Switch cartridges and they're they're known for having a oh no I know what it is I know exactly what it is now okay I remember I had a I had and it's funny because this Nintendo Switch actually sparked my memory of this so first of all let me finish the Nintendo Switch thing Nintendo Switch cartridges are small right sure because the Switch is a pretty small gaming console and then those things are like the size of a postage stamp and Nintendo knew that they would be a temptation for little kids to stick in their mouths. So they coat the cartridges in a bitter tasting cartridge. Look what they do for dogs. 
like they do for dogs and things like that. Like it has this bitter <laughs> flavor to it. I was just curious, you know, I've got kids. I need to t- taste it just so I know what also, it's like. You did, you did this recently. Uh, this was, this was a few, this was a few years ago, like your Camry story. But okay. You know, this was, I was just like, yeah, you know, I heard these things had a bitter taste. So I just, you know, briefly put it to my tongue and licked it. And it was, it was gross. It was gross. I won't do it again. But at least I know now, like it's gross enough for an adult that, you know, little kids probably going to think it's extra gross. Okay. Because they seem to be extra sensitive to the flavor. But what that sparked was the memory of the grossest thing I've actually ever licked. So I, when I first had Spoon as a puppy, she was getting into everything. And she was chewing on stuff and all that. And so I took it upon myself to buy that bitter spray for dogs that you can spray on like wood and other places. So the dog doesn't Mm -hmm. chew on things they're not supposed to. And I got this bitter spray um, from a dog store. And after I went to the dog store, I went to Wendy's and Wendy's had a new blue cheese like burger or something like that. That looked really good. So I got the blue cheese bacon burger. It was delicious. I thought it was going to be delicious. And so I went home and I got home and I'm eating this burger and it tastes awful. And I kept eating it, but it tasted, something tasted just off, funny, weird. Get through with the burger and I'm like, and get through with the fries too. And I'm like, that was the weirdest thing I think I've ever tasted. What, what, like that doesn't even taste like blue cheese. Like blue cheese, you know, has a very unique, distinct kind of earthy flavor to it. And this felt like it was like somehow weirdly pronounced. I was like, that's just artificial cheese is weird. And I went back to my bag and I had put my Wendy's bag in with the rest of the stuff I had bought at the dog store. And it turned out that bottle had leaked into my Wendy's bag. Ew. And so I was eating that bitter dog spray. <laughs> oh, that's time. disgusting. That's oh, disgusting. Man. Thankfully, it wasn't toxic. It didn't make me sick or anything. But I, yeah, it was just the worst flavor. Once I realized what had happened, I was like, oh, my gosh. A, I'm such an idiot. B, that's just gross. Ugh. Like, it'll work on the dog. And I lost about half the bottle, but it'll work on the dog. That is nasty. Yeah. So see, weirdest thing I've ever licked. That's pretty good. That's yeah. that's gross. Yeah. At least mine was real. Was like real edible. Like it was real food. Mine was real food. Well, the dog spray wasn't. The dog spray wasn't, but it was on real food. That's true. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But at least I didn't lick it off a dashboard. Well. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Well, that was fun. Oh, I I thought thought you had one more. I do. So I'm going to pick a really, really good one. Got to have a good one to end on. Okay. This is kind of an interesting question. What is the opposite of you? Oh, ooh. What is the opposite of me? Right. What's the opposite of you? The opposite of me. Oh, gosh. I would say someone who's very introverted. Someone who loves working a nine to five job and well, that feels kind of lame. Yeah, no, but that that is kind of like someone who always likes the same. Like if I like the same all the time, 
I like my nine to five job. I like what I do. I'm going to stay here. I'm just going to always be the same person. And I just want simplicity and everything to be the same all the time the rest of my life. That's kind of the opposite of me. Okay. I feel that. Yeah. You know me. Yeah, I'm, I really, I'm not one to, to stay and do the same thing all the time. No, that I would drive bored. me crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that is the opposite of you. You, you, you. you wouldn't make it very long in those environments at all. Yeah, no, repetition and monotony are my bane of existence. You also get really crabby when you have to do that. Like, like unbearable, like no one wants to be around you unbearably crabby when that happens to you. Yeah. Yeah. When I get stuck in those roles where it's like, oh, I just can't, can't do the same thing again and again and again. Yeah. So if you had to, like, if you took a major fall from grace and had to go work at a factory, you would just lose your crap. I don't know about that. Like there, there is an extent to where like there, there's a threshold for monotony, right? Like if it's a matter of survival, doing the same thing for work over and over again, there is some merit to that. I mean, take, take the company that I run and the thing that I do podcast editing, it can get very monotonous and very dry. You have to find ways to make it interesting for yourself and for your team and for your people. And like it, it's just a part of life. Like there is some level to which you can't ever escape being able to be successful without being willing to do something again and again and again. Well, yeah, but I mean, I mean like an extreme, like, like you're in a, like, let's say for example, you had to go work for like Foxconn making Apple iPhones. Like, let's say you, you took a huge fall from grace. You had to move Mm. to Asia or wherever and work for Foxconn making the iPhone 14. Okay. And, um, you know, it was your, (laughs) it was your job. I mean, it's really expensive to immigrate to a country just to have a fall from grace. I mean, I'm I'm sure Apple will pay for it, but I mean, they probably won't. So you you have to stand there and your job is to basically like screw one little thing in to like the, the motherboard and the iPhone. And that's all you did. If it came down the conveyor belt. Yeah, I would hate that. And you picked it up, yeah. screwed it in, put it back yeah, in. that's torture. And that's what you did for I'd like nine hours a day with a with like one or two 10-minute breaks. Yeah. Hey, on a related note, did you know I once worked at Chick-fil-A? Yes, you told me this. I worked for four hours and quit. <laughs> and what's funny about that is that you are chick-fil-a material like you just you really are you know because you're super fast and efficient with stuff and you love chicken and you know you look great in little bow ties and you just have this like goofy smile that like thank you for coming to chick-fil-a and you know i could just i could just see you out there just taking orders on a little tablet like do you want the you know, how many chicken minis do you want? Like, I could just really see you killing that career. I, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll give that to you. <laughs> Thank you. I'll give that to you because <laughs> I had a lot of friends that worked at Chick-fil-A and I never did. I was a lifeguard, but a lifeguard was way more interesting than working at Chick-fil-A. I mean, Chick-fil-A is all, I mean, you're also saving lives at Chick-fil-A. So many people who are boycotting Chick-fil-A because of the whole gay thing will hate this, but I love Chick-fil-A so much. I think it's my favorite fast food place because like the, the first of all, you can get re- decently healthy food. So the unbreaded chicken nuggets are tasty. You dip those little golden morsels of goodness into the delicious Polynesian sauce Mm-hmm. And then you swig all that down with a nice frosted lemonade and like a waffle fry. And mm-hmm. that is just, 
it's heaven on earth. It's good. And no matter how long the line is at Chick-fil-A, I mean, I mean, it, it, it could be all the way to, you know, Africa and back and you'll still get through the line in about three minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm a huge fan of Chick-fil-A as well. It's, it's one of those kryptonites, you know, kids love Chick-fil-A and it's not the most unhealthy fast food you can have. So I'm still a fan, but yeah, I, I just, I worked there and I was like, I had this kid training me that I was just like, I don't know. I was there for four hours. I didn't have a uniform and they made me sweep the floors. So I was like a random kid standing out there sweeping. And I was like, this is embarrassing. I don't even want to be here. So I'm just done. (laughs) This is the most embarrassing service I've ever had to do. So I just, I left. I was done. Yeah. So that was, that, that was me. What is the opposite of you, Michael? So I've had some time to think about this since you asked. <laughs> so I will say like like a, a super peppy cat lady would be the opposite of me. So you ever remember the SNL sketch with Kristen Wiig where she was the target lady? Welcome to Target. Remember that? Yep. Yeah, that's me. That's the opposite of me. Like just <laughs> a, 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 a crazy, happy goofy overly friendly you know cat woman with a karen haircut wearing like a like a like a cat embroidered sweater with like lace on the collar wearing mom jeans and like keds mm-hmm. just with big glasses like that's the exact opposite of me because i can't okay so first of all you know this about me peppy people there's there's nothing in the world that annoys me more than peppy people like people who are just (laughs) (laughs) intensely peppy and who are just full of boundless labrador retriever energy that just come right up at you and just wag their tails and say hi 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 it's it's no stop like it's too much i can't do it i can't handle it i want to destroy them like i want to find a way to destroy them because they're just they're messing up my beautiful melancholy Mm. (laughs) that i have going on so yeah i can't i can't stand it it's the opposite of me like i can't be someone who just sits in their apartment or their home you know with all their furniture covered in plastic with 17 cats running around that are all named after you know their favorite episode of mash like i can't do it like that is that that would destroy me i can't do it Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so basically what I hear you saying is if we were a cartoon, it would be Bojack Horseman and you would be Bojack and I would be Mr. Peanut Butter. Pretty much. Yes. Yeah. So did I ever tell you my target story? Mm-hmm. Um, when I was starting, did I tell you this? Mm-hmm. I did tell you the story. No, well, wait, wait, no, no, no. I don't think you did. Sorry. Okay. This, this is a good example of this. So when, back when I was living in Knoxville, I was living, you, you know, like the Ray Mears target, it's a small little target. So they have the, the mm-hmm. big targets. And there was a smaller express target that was really close to where I lived. They still had the grocery and stuff, but it was much smaller than a super target. And that's where I would go all the time just to get random stuff because it was down the street from where I lived. And so there was one day when I was having a particularly awful day. I was not in a good mood. It was a bad day at work or something. And I remember I just put on sweatpants and went to Target to get a couple of things. I think I was going to get dinner and some house supplies. And they had just done um, a remodel for this Target. And they were in the middle of their grand reopening, which I think is the dumbest thing anyway. So 
<laughs> I walk in there and of course they're having this hoopla because it was their grand reopening. And I walk in there and there's this, this woman, um, she's, uh, she couldn't have been more than five foot one. Like she just couldn't have been. And she had like, she was just the exact personification of this SNL, you know, target lady. Like she was so obnoxiously peppy. Like I could just, I could feel her energy as I'm walking into the store. I could just feel it. And I'm walking closer and closer. And of course they have like a, an exact entrance you have to go through because they want to greet you right now. Cause there is a reopening, which is stupid. But anyway, so I'm slowly approaching her. I just feel my spirit dropping deeper and deeper into my soul as I'm getting close to her and her smile is getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And her eyes are getting bigger and bigger and bigger as she sees me approaching and I get up to her and she hands me like some sort of coupon or something and, and says, welcome to target. This is our grand reopening. What can I help you find today? And I mean, I did not do her voice justice. Like it was just like every like energizer battery had been stuffed into her. Cause she had all the, <laughs> she had all the energy and it was just ridiculous. And she wore this really like, ridiculous red doily sweater and she was just so short and so peppy and so happy it was so annoying and and i okay i'm not proud of this i did apologize after this but in my state i looked at her and i said lady uh this is target what possibly could you help me find that I don't already know what's here because again, it's target and I've been here 10,000 times. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. That's what I, that's what I said to her, which made sense at the time because I thought this is target. Like, this is like, how are you going to help me find stuff? I've been to target a bazillion times before. What can you help me find? And I just walked away. So again, this was not my proudest moment. It was not when I left because <laughs> I felt bad afterwards. Cause I am actually a decent person. I'm not a monster, even though I may sound like I'm on this podcast. I'm not a monster. I came back. I apologized to her. I told her, you know, thank you. For, you know, I can tell you care about your job. I really appreciate it. I'm sorry. I, I it wasn't directed at you. I'm just having a bad day. And she was fine. Like it wasn't a big deal, but that is just an example of like, what peppy people do to my spirit. I can't take it. I cannot do it. I immediately want to, to find ways of ending my life when I'm around peppy people. It's just, mm -hmm. I can't do it. I can't. Yeah. You're going to have to find a way to get more peppy people in your life. No. Did you not hear what I just said? Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> like, I know. I want to torture you, Michael. What's, what's you're going to do? You're, you're <laughs> going to find peppy people and just send them to my doorstep. Okay. Mm -hmm. I just, I don't like, how can you be like, do you not watch the news? Like, how can you be peppy all the time? Like what, like, how can you have so much joy in your heart when there is so much pain and suffering everywhere? When like countries are at war and children are starving and like, there's so much to, to be concerned about. Like, where's all this joy coming from? Michael, you just choose joy. It's within you. <sighs> Okay. 
Okay. <laughs> I don't even know what to say to that. It's just, it's okay. So what's weird is that I'm not, I'm a pretty happy person. Like I'm, I'm not a downer. Are like you? I'm not, you were just I, saying. <laughs> I am. I'm not, I'm not depressed. There's just something. I'm actually a pretty happy person generally. Right. I know you are. But it's, it's just, there's something about this ratcheted up level of peppiness and, and especially, this is going to sound really bad, but I'm going to say it, in short people. Like the shorter you are and the peppier you are, the more it terrifies my soul. It's, I can't handle it. It's wait, wait. The shorter and more peppy someone is, the more they scare you. Yeah, because like, okay, if someone was taller than me Man, and they were I can't, peppy, I can't imagine what the Wizard of Oz was like for you as a kid. Uh, that was traumatizing. It's a whole another <laughs> podcast episode. But yeah, if if someone is taller than me and they're really peppy, then I just think, oh, you're just like you're you're a sports person or you're an athlete and you have a bunch of money and so you're just like happy because you know you're winning in life because you're tall right that's one uh-huh. thing but if they're short like really short like five foot level short like just i'm looking down i can see the top of your head looking down on you that and you're really exceedingly peppy it it just it terrifies me to my core. I don't know why. I don't understand it. Like mm-hmm. if Danny DeVito, if I ever met him and he was just like, had that target lady energy, Danny I would. Danny DeVito I'd, would not. Well, I'm Danny just saying. Danny DeVito does not. But it's that, it's that like type of person that if they, if I, I encountered someone like this who was that short, but also exceedingly peppy and also like coming at me with their peppiness. I'd probably just pass out. Like, I don't know. I'm starting to think you have a phobia of little people that have exceedingly positive energy. And that's just depressing. No, it's not. It's not the person. It's the energy. It's it's the excessive level of, because I don't understand where it comes from. Like, just. Tell me how you feel about leprechauns. Well, they're, okay. First of all, they're not even real. Okay. They're not. Like also like lawn gnomes this goes into my whole thing lawn gnomes are horrifying and what? I don't know, they are horrifying i think they're the dumbest thing in the whole world nobody should ever have a lawn gnome listen so i had an apartment um long 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 time ago many many years ago that's my first apartment and my neighbor across the hallway again so this is the apartment building where you had to walk. There was a hallway in the building. So they didn't have outdoor entrances. You had to walk in the building and then go into the apartments. So she had a lawn gnome next to her front door in the hallway of the building. So I thought that was the dumbest thing I've ever seen. If, you're, if you have to have a lawn gnome, if you just must have one, put it like in a garden somewhere outside. Don't put it indoors in a hallway. That's creepy. And wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Man, I have this, I have this vision of like what I can do to mess with Michael now. And I'm coming up with so many ideas. Well, you, you have, you live too far away to terrorize me now. So I'm not afraid of you. I'm not afraid of you. I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid of you because I have connections in Indianapolis, Michael, you, you have, you have a little bit of the peppy thing. You have a little bit of it in you. It's a little bit. I do. You do, um, but you're my height, so it's not as scary for me. <laughs> <laughs> I could, I could, I could make arrangements to be you, shorter. You can just find a really short 
peppy clown just to come. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 I didn't even have to clowns. say what I was planning and you're already thinking of it for me. So thank well, you. Yes. I know you and clowns like you like clowns terrify you. I know this. You wouldn't even go to it with me. No, it Remember wasn't. I go wouldn't go to it with you. I had something else. No, that's what it was. Okay. I had something else. Anyways. <laughs> We should wrap this up. <laughs> yeah, we should wrap this up. We should wrap this up. All right. Well, if you found this show interesting. And we know you did or you would not have made it to this point. Then be sure to follow us on your podcast player of choice and leave us a review. We really hope it's five stars. If it is five stars, we'll read your comment on our next episode. Also, be sure to keep up with the latest on the show at oi-pod.com. And you can follow me on all the social platforms at Christopheles. And you can follow me at the Young Monk 87 on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah, I'm, I am totally finding a little person to dress up as Pennywise and come knock on your window at night. I mean... And then in the morning, come well, out as no, just no, a normal no, no, clown. No, that's fine. That's and, fine. Like, knock on a door and say, hey, Michael, good morning. Pennywise isn't peppy. Like, yeah, Pennywise well, that's, isn't, that's why you'd also have the morning. Like Pennywise would scare you at night. And then you'd have another clown come by in the morning, like all dude, cheerful. I'm not scared of clowns. Hi. Clowns don't scare me. Pennywise is not scary to me. Clowns scare you? No, they don't. You, no, you they told don't. me for years you were scared of clowns. No, I didn't. That was you. you. Tell, that you're was telling you. me that so that the listeners don't hear. That was you projecting your fear upon me, and this that's a, not how that goes. This is absolutely a lie, and you know it. You are afraid of clowns. No, I'm not. You are. You're just, again, you are projecting. <laughs> I was the one who went to all the It movies, and you wouldn't go with me. And you, you're the one who keeps threatening to send clowns my way, and clowns aren't going to scare me. Like, it's it's real, regular, normal-looking people who are short and peppy. Michael, I That's didn't what even threaten me. to send a clown your way, and you said you're going you're gonna to have some short person dressed as a clown come terrorize me. I didn't have to make that up. Because I know you're afraid of clowns. That's why I'll send them to your house because you're terrified of clowns. I'm I'm not that that afraid of clowns. Look, I mean, okay, do it. Send send a clown to my house. Okay, I, I, I mean, I'll me, me and the clown will become best friends. We'll hang out. We'll like, I don't know. We'll he'll teach me how to juggle and stuff. It'll be fine. But yeah. then I'll send that same clown back to your house, and then you'll be the one in the hospital next time. Uh huh. I'm just I'm just saying. Because uh-huh. you, you can't, you won't be able to handle it. I'm just telling yeah. you right now. Yeah. I wonder if Joel knows any, any clowns or has any connections. He's, he's got that. He's got a kid. So. I um, mean, that doesn't necessarily mean you have clown connections. <laughs> I mean, some, he's been to a party where there's been a clown. I, I just, I can, I can sense it. I mean, I but he, he would not ever do that to me because he loves me and. I mean, first, well, first, it'd be a waste of time and money because nothing would happen. Because again, I'm not that scared <sighs> right. of clowns. Uh-huh. But what we will do is he and I will, I mean, we're together. So we make a team. We will conspire against you and send, we'll, we'll, because if we pull our money together, we can have an even more expensive, more horrifying <laughs> clown come to your house. <laughs> okay. So. You do that. I'm not okay. afraid of clowns. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay, that's fine. Mm-hmm. I'll see you next. I'll see you next podcast. Yeah, yeah, I will see you <laughs> next podcast, dressed in my finest clown outfit, and see how you feel about that. Okay, all right. <laughs>